God, for you've been so good to us, oh God. Oh God, this very week you have showed us how much you are for us, God. God, just standing here and breathing, God, let us know that you are for us, oh God. Oh God, having the activity of our limbs, being able to wave our hands, oh God, and to move back and forth. And just let us know you're for us, oh God. For, for without you, God, we, we couldn't do anything, oh God. So God, we're just so thankful that you are for us, oh God. And God, no matter what we have done, no matter how we're looking at ourselves this morning, God, you have come to tell us that you are for us. come to encourage us, God, in the fight that you are for us, oh God. And so, God, we receive that, we embrace that this morning, that you are for us, oh God. And every weak area will be strengthened in the name of Jesus, God. Every sick place will be made whole this morning in the name of Jesus. Every troubling mind, oh God, you will bring to peace in the name of Jesus. Because it's you, God, it is you that is for us, oh God. God, we are so grateful, God. It's because of you that we breathe, we move, we have our being because of you, oh God. And God, just to know, just to know that you love us that much, oh God. Oh God, that you love us that much. God, that lifts our spirit right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask right now that you open the ears and the hearts of your people to receive your word, oh God. To receive your love, because that's what your word is, love. So, God, to receive your love this morning, God, that will encourage us, spur us on, oh God. Enable us to do the things that you have called us to do. Bless us this morning through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was reading that. I thought about how uh, 
want enough of God to fix something, to do something, uh, but we really don't want all of God. Uh, we want him to fix our marriage, we want him to fix our kids, um, you know, we want him to, to, you know, we're in dire straits, need a job, um, but we don't want, we want his hand and not his heart. And I don't know about how it, it made me begin to really, I don't know if it did, you know, we might have all opened our mouths and our, even our minds and like, whoa. But what it did with me, it made me reflect on what am I saying to God? What, how much of God do I want? Do I want all of God? And when we say we want all of God, that means that we want everything about God. Everything. Not just the good, you know. Um, uh, sometimes uh, things that God gives us in the natural does not feel good. Does not even seem good. But it still is good, right? And, but sometimes we want to be away from those things that are uncomfortable. So when I read that, I thought this morning, just to lay that on your mind before I began to preach the word this morning, how much do you want of God? How open is your ear this morning? Is your ear open to what will tickle your ear, what will make you feel good? Or is your ear open to all of God, I want all of God, whether it comes to reprimand me, whether it comes to change me, I just want God. I just want God. Because sometimes when we come into the house of the Lord, we have a word that we want. You understand? We come into the house of the Lord, Lord, I need you to speak to this situation. I need you to speak to that situation. And we're really wanting God to speak in a certain area. And God, we sometimes can leave the church saying that I didn't get no word. But the problem is, is that you wanted God to speak to something. And he really didn't speak to you, but because you had your mind on, on that um, $3 bag of God. You didn't get what God wanted for you. So this morning, I'm just praying over us that we would open our ears and that I don't want to buy $3 worth of God. I want all of God. And I want God in every area of my life. Well, this week, um, been challenging in many ways, but um, the Lord has been with me. And one of the um, places that really challenged me are affected my spirit the most was uh, a funeral that we had, we went to, and at the funeral, the, um, the man had committed suicide, and it affected my spirit, um, just deeply, and as I was sitting there, you know, I was contemplating um, everything that I heard about this man was nothing but good. Everything, every I heard um, the people that he blessed and everyone that got up and and um, you saw how far he, you know, in the military he went. You know, everything about this man showed great potential, and that he had left so many others, but he was gone. And um, it just took me to a deep place. Took me to a place, oh God, that people would know you. That people would know that you are God. That people would really, really, really know what it means to have God in their life. I'm going to start with a verse and then I have a little testimony. 
In Isaiah 7 and 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the young woman who is unmarried and a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and she shall call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. In Matthew, we come and where this prophecy is being fulfilled. In Matthew 1, 21-23, it says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. The Greek form of the word Yahshua, which means Savior. For he will save his people from their sins. That is, prevent them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life which is God. All this took place that it might be fulfilled which the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Which translated means Open your spirit right now. In the name of the open your spirit to Which when translated means God with us. I don't know that everyone has embraces the power of that, the, the understanding of what that means. Um, we can read it very casually. Um, but God doesn't want us to read it casually. He wants us to read it and embrace it. Embrace what he did. He's saying that I, a virgin is going to give birth to a son and his name is going to be Emmanuel, which means God with us. I looked up the word with us and it said on the side of, for us. So the children and the, and the young people, if our God is for us, uh, the song is from the word, God is for us. When you say with us, it means he's for us. If everybody would understand the bigness of that, God with us, with us everywhere we go, with us whatever we're doing, with us, he's with us, he's for us. And I begin to think about this, this man again, and I I begin to think about the voice of despair, the voice that made him think there was no other way out. And why it affected me so deeply is because I've heard that voice. I remember as I was sitting there and I was thinking how the enemy wants to cut off destiny. He wants to cut off purpose. And his voice is very deceiving. I look back and it brought me back to a time in my life when I heard the voice of the enemy saying that death was better than life. And I remember thinking to go hearing a voice that says if you if you just die now you won't have to go through any of these things anymore you'll go 
will live with Jesus. And all your troubles will be over. I was in high school when this happened, and I, I remembered the voice so clear. Edging me on just made me feel like life was so despairing, and I was such a disappointment to my parents. At that time, I was just going through so much stuff and feeling like I couldn't, um, I just couldn't do right. And the voice I remember in the room, and the reason why I'm saying this and I'm telling you this morning because I don't want any young person to get the idea of the suicide is the way out. Right. I want you to get the idea of it all. It's the way out. But I know that the enemy, he's a thief. So remember, he's a thief. All right. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. I said he comes to kill, steal, and destroy the purposes that God has for your life. And I remember being in the room, and I remember hearing the voice, like, you know, hearing, just, just go, you know. Go in the cabinet and just take these pills. And I remember laying there and laying there, and the more I listened, the more it sounded like a way out. The more I heard, the more I knew if I just, I had been taught Jesus. So when he told me I could go be with Jesus, that sounded like a great thing. I could get out of all this turmoil. I could get out of all this what I couldn't, understand and as he kept telling me you know it'll be over it'll be over it'll be over i remember going and just taking pills out of the cabin and just swallowing these pills and swallowing these pills and really believing in my heart as i began to listen to him that i could feel my body i could feel you know the sleepiness i could feel my heart beating really really fast I, there was just certain things I know that it was God, and I want to tell you, even in that, I honor my parents for giving me Jesus. Yes. Because even in that moment, as my mom found me in the room and was going in the car, my my hearing was, just let me die, God, just let me die. And I could hear something to say, you're going to die, you're going to die. But as my heart began to beat really, really fast, I, just, I could hear my heart. And there was something about God that me hear my heart. I could hear my heart just beating rapidly, just loud. And as I began to hear my heart, there came a voice that was bigger than the voice oh, that was telling me to die. All right. And I could hear God saying, do you hear your heart? I gave you life. And I remember as we were driving, I was thinking to myself, because I could feel my hands tightening as if everything was, you know, I don't know, they call it atrophy, where everything is tightening up. And I remember the ride to the hospital, and my dad wasn't home yet. And I remember thinking, in my mind, as I watched my mom, here I go again, disappointing my mom. You know, the enemy just would not leave me alone. And so it was like, I want to die, I want to die. But there was a voice. A voice that was bigger. And the voice kept saying, I gave you life. 
And as we're getting here and I'm seeing the different things happening to my body, which was a sign that, you know, the pills had taken effect. Then there was this other part of me that because I could hear that voice of my Savior and knew his voice, there's another part of me that I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Help me. I don't want to die. And when we got there, I remember looking and seeing my mom and my dad came. And knowing that although the devil was telling me they did not love me, when I looked in their faces, I knew how much they loved me. And I knew I had been deceived. And I knew that no matter what I did, they was always going to love me, you know? And thank God that God didn't let it go to where I wanted it to go. And this morning when I'm standing here and I'm looking, I'm looking at my children, I'm looking at Trey, I thought to myself, Jesus, you know, if I had a follow through, I would have never got to see what I've seen today. I would never have got to see my children stand up in God. And then he lets me go on and see my grandchildren. Crazy God. I mean, I don't know if you got, it hits you like it hits me, but it hits me that the enemy would try to steal me. I would not be here this morning standing here in my purpose, in my destiny. I would not be here this morning in this place. Because I would have been gone and the enemy would have made me believe that I was going to be with my Jesus. See, I don't want none of you guys to believe that. I don't want no kids to hear that voice. That voice is the voice of the deceiver. God gives life. And he's the one that takes it away. The enemy will want us to take life. But life and death is in God's hands. And so as I um, begin to think about this man, you know, it just overwhelmed me that the purpose of his life, he had already touched so many people, but the purpose of his life had been cut off in a moment of despair. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was hearing. But I know this, he wasn't hearing God. And I wondered how much. Did he know that God was with him? Did he know that? Did, how much of God did he really know? In Psalms 42 and 5, um, David is going through an overwhelming time in his life. And he he's away from his kingdom. He's away from where he, he um, presides. You know, he's running. He's Saul and him and going through a lot of things. And in this overwhelming time, we hear um, David say, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? So we see that there's something going on in his spirit, and there's the peace that he would have, the joy that he's had, something has come to attack it. Something has come to steal it. 
And what David does, he begins to question his soul. And he says to himself, why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? He's trying to find the real cause for, for what he's going through. And he's, he's trying to see what has taken my soul from that restful place in God. But then as he begins to evaluate and look within himself, and I think that that's what God did to me that day on the way. He let me hear him and he let me know that he loved me and I began to evaluate what I had done. And even though I thought that it was too late because I'd already took all the pills, I was going to need Jesus to, to do whatever because I'd already done what I did. But there was enough faith in me to know that God loved me enough yes. that he was going to help me. And he did help me. And I remember as different um, nurses, and they were asking me questions, why you did this, and, and what's going wrong, and, 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 and you're lucky. I wasn't lucky. I God for me. After he asked these questions, he comes back after evaluating his downcast soul. He speaks to his soul. And he says, hope thou in God. He tells his, his soul, hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. In Psalms 42 and 5, it says, why, it, in the message, it says, why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. He's my God. When I look at the, the scripture, God with us, my heart cry this morning is that we would understand that God is with us. That we would understand that God is for us. And that we would understand that he's for us not because we did anything or do anything. He's for us because he loves us. The enemy always comes through to make us feel like there's something we must do to get God's love. There's... He, he comes and he makes us feel disappointed within ourselves when we fall, when we fail, when we're not up to par. He comes to, to make us feel like there's something that I need to do that, or else he's going to be so disappointed in me and not love me. But God is love. God is love. God is love. Remember that? He just doesn't do love. He is. His very essence is love. And there's nothing that we can do that would stop him from loving us. And I want to get it through your heart today. There's nothing you can do, no matter what the voice of the enemy says, that stops God from loving you this morning. And he is for you. I said he is for you. He is for you. He is for you. You need to get that in your spirit and say he's for me. He is for me. No matter who is against me, what, if, what the children say, if my God is for me, who can be against me? Because if God is for us, who can be against And he is for us. He is for us. I was blessed the other 
tonight. Um, by um, This whole week has just been a blessing to let God, me constantly know that God is for, for me. But um, I was so blessed at the Jets um, Lighthouse Ball. You guys do not even know how you left me. You don't even know. I thought I was going to well. And um, <laughs> this morning, my name is Linda Jenkins, and I am not a fan. <laughs> oh, they blessed me so much. Guys blessed me. You guys might weren't there, so you might not understand, but there are fans and there are followers. Fans. They have the facts about a person. They know about a person, but they're not intimate with that person. And this morning, because of the things that I went through in my life, that's just one thing, a great thing. I'm a follower because I know my God is for me. See, I know him in an intimate way because of the things that he has done in my life. I know him to love me in spite of me. Amen? I said, I know him to love me in spite of me. I mean, that makes me very, 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 very happy. I don't know about you because, because there are times when, when I fail. There are times when I don't even like myself. But God loves me in spite of me. And that is the, the great good news that we have, that, that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, and, the, and, and if we... We don't get intimate with him. The problem is if we don't get intimate with this word, we won't, will not know how much God loves us. If we don't get intimate with this word, we don't know what the distance he went to save us. If we don't get intimate with this word. And what I'm so thankful for is in this word I found that God loved me while I was yet a sinner. You guys, young people. You need to get that in your in your scripture. While while you weren't any good, while you were doing your thing, while you weren't giving him any attention, God loved you and died for you. See, that's an important thing that you have to get in your spirit. So when the enemy comes to tell you what you're not and how you have disappointed God, and have, now look, what more? What more so? If God loved me while I was yet a sinner, how much more does He love me while I am striving? How much more does he love me while I'm striving to be um, everything that he wants me to be? If he loved me in my lowest of states, all right, how much more can he love me as I'm coming up in the Lord? And the thing is, is I need you to get your ear to God's heart. I need you to get in the word of God so you can know that God is for you. Sometimes you're looking at your circumstances. You're, you're looking at your circumstances of birth. You're looking at, at if you had a mother and a father and, and all these things. He'll discount you and disqualify. I didn't have a dad. My mother wasn't around. My parents were alcoholics. They fought all the time. He'll try to disqualify your destiny. But I want you to understand that God loves you. And all of your days were numbered before you were even, even thought of. And God wants you to know that he is for you. He's for you. This morning, even in the spirit of the Lord, um, he began to, to let me know there are others that I'm not just saying this this morning. Um, there are others that the voice has come and told you that suicide is the way out. Hmm. 
But God says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I was reading devastating things can happen in our lives, and, and we can think, well, if God is for us, then why is that happening? Why why is this happening in my life? And, and nothing's worse than, to me, is, is, is when someone dies that we love. And I was reading this, and um, it said, during World War II, following word that an only son had been killed, in action, a priest was called to the home of grief-stricken parents. The father, pacing the floor, weeping in anger, demanded, Where was God when my son was being killed? Silence prevailed. Then the ministering pastor replied, I guess where he was when his son was being killed. The calm, profound answer impacted the father for it brought God out of remoteness into the circle of real life. In Hebrews 4, 14-16, it says, In so much then, as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have shared feelings with our weaknesses and infirmities and liability to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect, as we are, yet without sinning. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly Draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures, that we may receive mercy, that we may receive mercy. When the devil's telling you to die, this God says, draw close to his throne of grace that we might receive mercy for our failures. Mercy. For wherever you're failing at, wherever you're failing at, draw close to God. He is for you, and he will give you mercy for your failure. And find grace to help in good time for every need. Appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. In the message, it says this. Now that we know what we have, now that we know, the main thing is now that we know, do you know? Do you know this morning? Do you know? That's what's going to help you in the dark time. That's going to help you in your time when you're afraid. That's what's going to help you when your back is against the wall. You're going to have to know that you have Jesus, the high priest, with ready access to God. Let's not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. We don't have a priest that's out of touch with our reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experienced it all. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give, to take the mercy and to accept the help. I love that. Take the mercy and accept the help. This is what God has for us in our time of trouble, in our time of weakness, in our time of failing. 
He has mercy. And he has help. The enemy would try to distance us. And I, I do this morning, um, I want to talk about us coming in close. Because when you look in the Bible and Jesus, he, he began to, to talk, he, people were following him until there was something they didn't understand. And when there came to be something they didn't understand, they walked away. And I believe because there's times the Bible says there were followers that followed from afar. They followed from, there's a danger, you guys, in following from afar. God doesn't want us to follow from afar. He wants us to get up close because when you're, the enemy can talk to you when you're far away and you can begin to believe what he's saying because you're so far away. When we're up close in the body, in the body of believers, when we're up close, we get that uh, uh, sustaining from, from one another. Do you understand? The body gets, we get strength from one another, but, but when we're far away, and, and, and Jesus had to ask his disciples as many walked away, he said, will you also go? All right. All right. But they said, where will we go? Because they recognized who he was. That he was the life giver. He, where else can we go? And so this morning, I'm, I'm telling you, there is no other God than our God. And our God is for us. Our God is for, for us. You know, sometimes we equate God to how people treat us. People can love us when we're lovable. Okay. Um, you know, when we're lovable, but when we start going through things or we start acting weird, people can pull back, right? But I'm telling you, God's with you when you're weird. I know the times in my life that I have felt so weird that I know that to me no one was understanding what I was going through or anything, but God was there. He was there. He was there. When I called on him, he was there. So it doesn't matter what you're going through. God is for you. Moms and dads, for our children to know God is for them. They got to know that we know that God is for us. And that means the way that we talk has to be, and the way that we walk, and the way that we go through our trials and our tribulations shows them that the person that we look to is God. Many times they, they can find that in, in that time we voice our disappointments, we voice our fears. We vo- and, and understand this, I don't mean, because we can say something just like uh, David said. Many times in the scriptures, David, he would tell God what was going on. Where are you, God? My enemies are all camped around me. But... Every time you would read one of those scriptures, he, you, he comes back with his hope is in God. His, yeah. he, he would voice what's happening, but then his, he would remind his soul, God is my help. God is my very present help in the time of trouble. All the enemies can be kept around me, but God is. And our children need to know that. Our children need to know that no matter what we're going through, that we don't just voice despair. We don't just voice discouragement, but we come back and let our children know that, yes, this is a time I'm going through, but God, but God is for me. 
me, and he's going to bring me out a winner. Come on. That's the finishing line. I love the part that they said that Jesus, we don't have this high priest that hasn't, he's out of touch with reality because when Jesus came, there was times that Jesus was lonely. You know, just, just, just the, the, the time where before it was for him to go to the cross. We can just see so much of what Jesus went through. First of all, we see that he had a, 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 a team of men that he was pouring himself into. And there was one that was a betrayer. Have you ever been betrayed? Jesus has been betrayed. All right. Jesus has been betrayed to the fact that, that the man came up and gave him a kiss mm. to point out to those that, that wanted him, that he was Jesus. Yeah. Then we look at, we look at in that garden when he went to pray. And when there's times where you want somebody to come along with me, well, there, Jesus knew what it felt like to bring some men in and can you pray with me? He's about to go through the worst part of his life, the best, you know, the greatest test of his life, and, 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 and he's done so much for them and everybody else, but, you know, have, you know, there have been times in your life when you've done things for people, but when it's time for you to need the, the help or the strength, there's nobody there. And you wonder within yourself, what's going on? I've, I've done this. I've helped this. I, where's everybody? And, and Jesus knew exactly what that felt like because when, when he went to pray, you know, he had, he had to come back and say, well, can't you just pray with me for one hour? And he would go back and come back and they still sleep. He went through that feeling of, you know, where, it, where is everybody for me? So there's this times in our lives that we looked at. We don't have this high priest that, that does not know what it feels like in our lives. And that, you know, sometimes the enemy makes us forget that. But we have a high priest that knows when we're lonely. He knows when we're forgotten. He knows all about that because he went through all that. We, we, we have a high priest that loved the world so much that he would heal them and touch them and, and bring them out of all of their diseases. But the same people... Have you ever had somebody you did so much for want to kill you? Turn around and say, crucify you, crucify you. You came to, to do and to do everything for these people. Well, see, Jesus knows that. And there's this time in our life that the enemy will use certain things and, and make it so big in our life, you don't have anyone. No one loves you. No one cares about you. Look, you're trying to give the best you got, and no one even sees it. The enemy will come with all those kind of words. But God says, you have a high priest that has not been touched with all those same infirmities. He knows. He said, I know, and I am with you. God is with us. You know, uh, I, I thought about something when Jesus was on the cross, and many times... In, in times of death and, 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 and things that just seem like, how could this ever happen? And Jesus is on the cross and says, why have you forsaken me? Well, God, you know, why have you forsaken me? Well, I was praying about that last night, and, and God just began to, to deal with me that the only, he had to forsake him for the purpose. The purpose the purposes of God, the spiritual purposes of God is always greater than the natural. You understand? Always greater than the purpose. And sometimes we don't think God is with us 
But I, I just want to say this this morning. In our hearts, let's get this in our hearts. It is appointed unto man once to die. I want us to get into our mind that we are not going to live forever in this earth. We're not going to live forever. Can everybody get that in our mind? Because, see, that's the first thing that the enemy comes up with. When someone dies, we go, God, where were you? What, what's going on? How could you let this happen? But all of us are going to die. Okay? Unless the Lord raptures us out of here, all of us are going to die. We have an appointment with death. We were not, because of sin, we are not to live here forever. And the older you get, the older you get, I don't know if anybody can agree with me, but the older you get, the more you're looking for that time to live with Christ. Mm. The older you get, right. I don't know nobody that wants to be walking around the earth at 150 years old in this day and time. Why? Because sin is rampant in this, and the, why we got diseases and sickness and our bodies creaking, because this is not the body that we were made to stay in, okay? This is not the body that we were made to stay in. We got to release this body to get the immortality, the one that God has for us. This body has to go, all right? And so in our mind, we have to come to a place of believing that God is with us um, there are times where God has shown me that when I was working in the nursing home, and, and when I was working in the nursing home, that I would go in and, and patients um, would be, you know, different things. I remember this one man, and he had a trach in his throat, and every so often the trach would get clogged with blood, and, and you would just hear him just gurgle, 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 and they would rush into the room and, and try to unclog the trach. And I, and, but it, it was a horrendous experience for him. I think it's not a comforting thing to do to him. And I remember this man, he, one day he just looked at his wife and said, why would you just let me go? But she would go back, you know, and do that. And they'd have to go down there, call this, this man was, and I remember talking to him one day. And he was so peaceful. And he would say, Linda, do you see the flowers? Hmm. And at first, you know, I thought he was delusional. He said, do you see the flowers? And so, you know, we're, we're as the nurses, we're to comfort them. And I said, no. I said, do you see flowers? And then he says, I see flowers. And he says, I see Jesus. And I just want to go. He said, I just want to go. There was such a peace on the man. Because, see, when I say that, I watch some of you like, oh, no, don't say that. We're... But do you hear Paul? Paul knew. He said, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished my course. He said, you know, there was, there was not a struggling about death. When we know God is for us, you know, we're scared of death when we don't understand that God is for us. But we know God is for us, and we know that it's just a transition. To, it's a transition to a better living, to a better place, to a better being, okay? And so we're not afraid of death. But when we're afraid of death, the very thought of death, it seems like it's a, a terrible thing. Because remember this, saints of God. 
God lets us know that we just go to sleep. Oh my God, we just go to sleep. Now, I don't want I see the enemy deceived me with that little one. So I don't I don't want you young people to hear that voice that says, Just take his pills and you're just gonna go to sleep. You're just gonna go to sleep. That's not the sleep that God's talking about, you taking your life. It's when God's time and his purpose for your life and your destiny, you can say just like Paul, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. Don't you want to have that knowing? I don't want to be guessing, okay? I, I just love the fact that he knew I finished my course. I've done what I'm supposed to. Some of us are still wondering what we're supposed to do. And while we're still wondering, the enemy's telling us to take a sleep, and we don't even know what we were created for or what our purpose is for. But he knew what his purpose was, and he knew that he had came and he had done it, and I kept the faith. I finished my course, and I'm ready to go. That's what God wants us to know. That he's that type of God that brings assurance into our spirit that we have done what we, we've been created for. Every single person that's in here, you are not just created to come and sit in these pews. All right. All right. You are not created just to say praise the Lord and hallelujah among your sisters and brothers in the Lord. But God had a purpose for us. He had a great commission. And what God was telling me that while we while we keep wondering who he is and while we uh, keep doubting who he is, we're missing out on doing what we've been called to do. In Matthew, he tells us and gives us a great commission, and that is, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then he tells us, that's a great commission. That's what we're all called to do. We're not called to just sit in here. We're not called just to look at one another. I mean, we're not called just to dance and sing in this place. All those are wonderful things, and they, they lift our spirit. But once we're lifted, what we're going to do? God, there's a purpose once we're lifted. There's a purpose once we're encouraged. There's a purpose once we know, and that is to get out and to bring the good news to a world that does not know Jesus Christ. But the problem why the world still does not know Jesus Christ is because we don't know him fully. And because we don't know him fully, we can't get on with the Father's business because we are still trying to figure out, are you for me? Are you with me? Are you mad at me? Did you leave me? We're still doubting him and questioning him, coming back into the house of the Lord one more time, raising our hands up, God, where are you in this situation? Instead of knowing who he is, that he is for us, so that we can go tell a lost world, a dying world, that stuck in darkness, we can come and bring light to them so that they don't want to hang themselves, shoot themselves, because there's a hope in our God. But saints, we got to get to a place that we know him for ourselves. We know him in the fullness. We don't, we don't define him by what we're going through. He doesn't lose power because our circumstance is great. He doesn't lose who he is because we don't understand what we're going through. He is God. And he is for us. If every time he can kick us out of the park, ballpark by just putting a trial on us or tribulation in our life and kick us out again and we're back at the altar and we're back crying for ourselves. Remember this. I don't devalue 
what anyone's going through. But can I say this? Sometimes we're cradling our stuff so much. We're rocking our stuff so much. People are dying all around us. Because we just won't give up to God, surrender to God, and say, God, I know that you're for me. Remember the same trials? God said he reigns on the just, and he reigns on the unjust. The sun comes up in the morning. The sun just don't come over the saints and, and dark clouds over the world. He reigns on all of us. He, cause his, it is his desire that every man would come to the knowledge of God and how much God loves them. So we all have problems. There's something about when we come to the house of the Lord, we, we get this false sense that because we said, uh, I give you my life, that our life will no longer have pain, sorrow, or sorrow. But God said, in this world, you will have sorrow. And he wasn't talking to the sinner, man. He was talking to us. He said, I need you to understand, in this world, you will have sorrow. But be of a good courage, because I have overcome the world. He's letting us know uh, the sinner man's um, family's going to die. The saved man's family's going to die. The sinner man's going to have pains in his body. The saved people gonna have pain, pains in their body. The sinner man is gonna lose a job. The sa- come on, we don't like to hear those things, but those are why, and even more so with us, because once we come to God, God puts us through things so that we will be able to go and tell the sinner man from our experience what God can do and who He is. So, so we don't get the lala skip to lose flowery. Sometimes we get attacked in our marriage. Because there's a marriage out there that doesn't know God. And, and you get attacked in your marriage because you're believing in God. And, and, and you get to see what God is doing. So now you're the ambassador that walks out of here and you say, God is for you. Because I'll tell you what, the enemy came against my marriage. We were about to be divorced. But God, but God, but God. God has given us a lot of but God situations. I'm telling you, that's what he's given us a lot of but God situations in our lives that we try to squirm from and we try to say, God, this is not fair. Where are you? But you've been called to be an ambassador for the Lord. You've been called to be a, a representative of his grace, his mercy, his goodness, his power, his might. And in all those things, we're going to be tested in all those things. Like I said, tried in the fire, coming out pure gold, so that when we go out there, we can truly say, God is for us. God is for us. How do you know anybody's for you if the only time they're for you is all you got is good stuff going on? Right? How do we really know if they're really for us? If everything about me and you is hooked up and, and there's no trouble, there's no bad time, there's no no uh, betrayal time, there's no, you know, how do I really know that you're for me until in the darkest hour when I'm feeling crazy and, and I'm, I'm out of pocket and I'm not the person that you thought I'd be, you were yet there for me. That's how we know. And that's how we know God is for us. If in all of our circumstances, if we would just look to God, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're going through, and say, God, I know that you're for me. God, I know that you're with me. It changes everything when you really believe that. 
I said it changes everything when you really believe that. I'm talking about when you really believe that. It changes everything. It changes the way we respond. I begin to think about some things in the Bible that just, just you know, if you take it for face value, you would go, what? I look at Stephen. And I think about Stephen, this awesome man of God, this awesome deacon, as they called him. But he gives a message. And in the message, the people are so mad at him that they begin to stone him. I could think of that being one of those if our God is for us. Where are you, God? You see this man that, that has put his life on the line. You see this man that, that, that spoke up for Jesus and, and, and stood his ground. But next you see him on his knees and they're just bombarding him with stones. And I can see that an observer would be like, where's your God now? Where's your God now? But I don't know, it blesses me to see a man being stoned that can look up into the heavens being stoned and say, Father, forgive them. We look at the stoning <laughs> and that's why we don't see God. Look at, look at the response and that's where you see God. That's where you see God. That's how it is with all of us. Sometimes we look at the circumstances, but see how people go through the circumstances with God and see how people go through the circumstances without God, and that's where you'll see God. As I see him going, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I see God. I see God. Because you know what? I think about all the people that went through many things. They had to see God. They had to claim God. They had to know God. Because otherwise, their response would be different. Can you imagine if, I, if, you, if Stephen didn't have any faith in God? He said the message, but when it came time for stoning, he, he, he got scared. He was fearful, and he, and he started saying, no, 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 I take it back, I take it back, I take it back. He said, I didn't mean that, I didn't mean that, I didn't mean that. His faith in God would have been a mockery, right? Come on. But in that, that he stayed the course. Uh, we were in our women's word the other day. Um, one of the, the young ladies, uh, I don't know if she's here, Michael, was telling us about over and, uh, you know, the difference in the over in these countries that they have to go fight. And um, the heart, sometimes God has to change your heart toward these people because there's bombings and stuff. And she was telling us how she was walking and in. And just not even far away from her, they had bombs. And um, how this made her, you know, hate the people. Oh, why, you know, why am I here? Why am I doing this? But she, I thought to myself, God was for you. God was for, he's for us in the most devastating situation. And... Do you know that when, I believe that when we die, he's still for us. Do you believe that? I believe that when we die, he's still for us. He's for us because that's a part of his plan. That's the, the, the tragedies and things that we think are so bad, God uses them to bring about good. Everything in everything that happens in our lives, every single thing that happens in our lives as Christian believers, 
it works for our good. You believe that? You got to believe it because if you don't believe it, that's where the enemy's going to hit you. I said you got to believe it because if that's what you don't believe, that's where the enemy's going to hit you. If you find a place in your life and you say, God is not there. Oh my God, just think that's an open door for the enemy. God is not there. This week as I was going through, God was um, uh, with my body. Uh, I remember one night I woke up and I had the hardest, this has been the hardest night to sleep. And uh, I woke up with such pain, just, just pain. And, and it's so funny sometimes how we want this natural person, you know. And so I wanted Pastor David to wake up, you know, because I'm in pain, you know. And um, I didn't do something. <laughs> Oh, just do something. Can you just do something to get me out of this pain? But as I was sitting there, you know, on the side of the bed, and I'm just sitting there on the side of the bed, and I'm, I'm just crying, and I just, all of a sudden, it, God is for me. God is for me. It's just like when stuff happens to us that hurts, we almost forget God is for me. Because this, this situation makes us equate that God's not. We define the situation that God's not here. So as I began to sit there, I thought one more night of no sleep. That, that was The enemy will work you, work you. That's what he does. He works you and works you and works you. And until you come to your senses and say, God is for me, God is with me, we're allowing the enemy to continue to work. And so before I went to bed, I was like, God, please let me get some sleep tonight. I don't want one more night where I can't sleep. And then when I wake up in the middle of the night, because the pain in my arm will wake me up, I'm just kicking, I'm mad, I'm, oh, I want to sleep, God, I just want to sleep. And then I just sat on, you know, when Pastor David's not hearing this, he's just sleeping really peacefully. And so, as I'm sitting on the side of the bed, I hear God say, I'm for you. I'm for you. I'm for you. This may be hurting you, but I'm for you. And as soon as I got that into my spirit, you're for me, God. You're right here with me, God. You know what I'm going through, God. You have promised that you will put no more on me than I'm able to bear, God. God, you are with me. God, continue to be. I can find this peace just coming over my spirit. Now, I'm telling you, the pain did not leave, but the peace came. So I'm telling you. The response is everything. So we, see, I can stay in that. Have you ever just stayed in that place where you're you're upset? I can stay in that place. Not then I get upset because Pastor David didn't wake up and I probably punch him. And I'm like, babe, I've been up all night. You know, the response can be totally different. Right? And the response can carry you into turmoil, chaos. It can just take you away in that. But as soon as you say, God is for me, the pain didn't go away. Pain didn't go away, but God's peace came in the middle of the pain. And I found myself just sitting there and beginning to pray and beginning to build myself up, the things that God has said to do. And I found myself being able to get back in the bed, lay down, get some rest. The minute you forget that God is for you, you've opened the door to the enemy. When you open to the door to the enemy, you guys don't play with opening the door to the enemy. Young people, don't play with opening the door. Because once he gets your ear, okay, once he gets your attention, it's been the same thing from the beginning. 
He got Eve's attention. He got her ear. He got her to talk back to him. That's the same game plan. Is to get your ear, to get your attention, to make you doubt God, to make you think that God is not for you or with you. And once he does that in your life, then he has an open door to come into your life. In Psalms 139 and 17, I want us to turn to that. Somebody may not even understand this morning because you never went there. I've had people tell me, I just can't understand um, why someone would want to take their life. It just doesn't make any sense. Nothing that we do that the devil tells us to do makes sense. Nothing that we do. He will not let us hear sense, you know? Psalms 139, is everybody there? Amen. This tells of a God that knows us. This tells young people of a God that knows you, that loves you, and is there for you. It says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down. You know my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is no word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? And where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. For you formed my inward parts. Parents, I always think this, this scripture right here is something that we should bring to our children's attention and get into their spirits. For you formed, for God formed, my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they are all, in your book they were all written the days fashioned for me when as yet there was none of them. I love this one. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. 
When I awake, I am still with you. I want you to understand that God loves you. You are here because God loves you. He loves you and he is with you and he is for you. He's, he's for you in the valley. And why I want to say, I want to say on the mountain, but why I want to say that he's for you in the valley and he's for you in the mountain. Sometimes on the mountaintop, we forget. Because everything's happy, happy, joy, joy. And we, we, sometimes God allows things to come into our life to make us cry back out to him because we got so happy, we have forgot everything is there, everything is given to us. We forgot to give him glory, to give him thanksgiving. And sometimes he puts us in situations, yes he does, he puts us in situations so that we can remember that he's our God. And we can remember that not just in the valleys do I know you, God, but I celebrate you on the mountaintop. On the mountaintops, we should really be celebrating God because whatever it is that's brought you joy, it, ha- it, it can have a tendency to be more than God. So on the mountaintop, you need to say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this job. I thank you. When everything's going good, you're going to give God attention. You're going to give him glory. You're going to say, God, I know you are my God. On the mountaintop. On the mountaintop. Remember that? On the mountaintop. When everything's going good, you're going to praise him. Not praise. So, you know, sometimes we praise what he's done, not praising him. You understand what I'm saying about that? We praise the house. We praise what he's given, okay? What he's created for us instead of praising him as the creator. And God wants us to remember him as our creator, as our creator, as our creator. And he's letting us know, I formed you. I knew all about you. And when the enemy comes to tell you that you, you don't have any reasons for living, would you remind himself that he said that days were fashioned for you by God when as yet there was none. Before you even came, God had your days fashioned. God had a destiny. God had a purpose. He had a plan, a great plan for your life. I said a great plan for your life. And he said, I came to give you life. Life. He came to give us life and that more abundantly. I said, and that more abundantly. Let's remember that this morning. Let's let's remember that God came to give us life and that more abundantly. In my heart, God wants you to know how precious you are. And why this is so passionate to me? Because the enemy, the enemy can tell you something you did, something you lied, you cheated, you committed those. Something he's got in your, that you did, that he will try to make you feel less than. But the word of God says how precious. How precious are God's thoughts? I said, how precious are God's thoughts? How precious are God's thoughts concerning you? How precious. You know what? If we really understood that, there'd be a shout all up in here. Because that's what matters. It's His thoughts. Because when you begin to depend on man's thoughts, 
He can like you today and hate you tomorrow. He can flatter you today and talk about you tomorrow. He can lift you up today and put you down tomorrow. So when we talk about how precious are his thoughts, God is faithful and he is true. And God's thoughts remain. He's let us know, he, I loved you while you were a sinner. I love the murderer, the liar, the backbiter, the cheater. I love the adulterer. I love the, whatever you think is so bad. God loves us. He said, I loved you when we was in sin. He loved us. How precious. How precious. How precious are his thoughts toward us. How precious is his thoughts toward us. He's for us. I don't know where you may be sitting in the house of the Lord this morning. I believe in my spirit. We are going through a season and a time. And I believe that God is raising up people. Kingdom people that will have a kingdom mindset. And when I say kingdom mindset, I'm not just talking about all the things that we can attain. A kingdom mindset that knows who we are in Christ. A kingdom mindset that will not be shaken and will not be moved by what man says about us. I believe God is about to raise up people that know who they are in God. Kingdom mindset that know what they're supposed to do in God and, and that they're ready to walk out and do it no matter what the opposition, no matter who doesn't believe it or who doesn't see it. They have a kingdom mindset that says, God, I have your purpose in my mind. And will not let the enemy come to talk them and, and talk against them. God has created us to do great exploits. Oh, people of God, he's, he's created us to do great exploits. Greater than singing in the worship team. Greater than preaching from the pulpit. I'm just telling you, greater than. See, the greater than is winning souls to Christ. The greater than is bringing souls to Jesus. I can preach all day, but if no soul comes, come on. You can sing all day. And we can just be singing to each other. But there's got to come a day that we get into the Father's business. There's got to come a day that we are so through with being scared. And we're so through with not knowing who we are. And we are so through with being tricked by the enemy that we walk out of this door. And we're ready. We're ready to be sent. We're ready to go. We're ready. God, where is that person? You know, um, the other day. We was at um, my granddaughter, DJ's uh, daughter's birthday. And the Lord really impacted me. Um, this is a family, you know, that I haven't met. I, I just met and met the mom, the dad, and all of them were there. See, sometimes we forget why we're here. And this man did something that just blessed me, but God 
just kept impacting my heart. So, you know, when you don't know people and, you know, you don't know them, okay? And so we're there really to celebrate our granddaughter, but we don't really know the people, okay? So, you know how when you, as, as people, this natural tendency is when we don't know people, we kind of, you know, we kind of draw back or, or, you know, we don't really engage. But the Lord said something to me that I'm going to tell you. So we went through the party and, you know, hi, how you doing? Hey, hey, that kind of thing, okay? The, the family was all over here. And I was more thinking about, you know, I don't know them, you know, and kind of observing them. So the party begins to end. And, and this came in my mind because the man, the grandfather, he walks, you know, like we're, we're at one side of the table and, they, and they're over here with all the presents. So he walks, he walks up to Pastor David, he shakes Pastor David's hand, glad to meet you, sir. Y'all will know how that impacts me. Because sometimes we're doing too much observing. Yeah. And not walking across the room. And as I began to even leave, God said, It's bigger than a birthday party, Linda. It's bigger than a birthday party. Obviously, as I looked on the people, I could tell through the Holy Ghost discerning, just through the outward appearance, that there was some drug use. Could tell uh, even in one the, the mother and I began to uh, God be, stop bringing this back to me and he said it's bigger than the party it's bigger than that man gave David all he could give David hello how you doing but we have so much more we have so much more to give. And they're all around us. They're all around us. They're all around us. They're all around us. Wanting to know God. They're all around us. Wanting to, to know the Savior, the God that we serve, that is with them, that is with them, that is with them. And God is saying that I'm raising up people that are not so caught up in the natural, in the natural, in the that you don't see your spiritual assignment. We're called to a spiritual assignment. People are dying all around us, dying all around us. And if we don't, what you see is what we're going to have. I don't know if you really get what I'm saying. If we don't get into that assignment, go ye therefore. Teach Making disciples. What we're going to, we have a limit in here that we will have. Because most people that come into the house of the Lord, most people that come in the house of the Lord, the abundance have come from some church. We get very few really lost. told me why we don't get lost. 
too busy with you busy. We can be busy with church, you God. God said we can be busy with church business. Still not touch souls. <laughs> we go in and out of places, in and out of places, in and out of stores, in and out of places. Where's the last time you spent? Do you know Jesus? Do you know the one that set you free? Do you know how much he loves you? Do you know what the extent he went? That you may be free. When do we ask those questions? Many times, even in my heart I know, I go out and I say, God, show me. Show me. Show me who to talk to. Bring that person to me that you want. God didn't say bring. He said go. He said go. He said go. They need to know. But you know what? We're still kind of stuck on. Is God for me? It's God for me. I need a job. I need some food. I need some money. I need this. I need that. I need my wife. I need my husband. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. And God said, give up that need because I told you I would supply your every need. I am for you. I am for you. I am for you. And the reason why you're not getting it is because your response is all wrong. You're begging a God who wants to give you everything. He said, if you would just ask. If you would just ask. You know, in my life, even on my scariest days, I'm still standing here right now, all right. That's what God showed me. Even on my scariest days, I'm still standing here, all right. And that proves to me that in all those scary days, God took care of them scary days. God brought me out of them scary days. And it's time right now for me to get to a place that I know, that I know, that I know, that I know that God is for me. Get on about my father's business. People need the Lord, you guys. People need the Lord. Even as I got in my car, I just felt this total just conviction in my spirit, you know? I mean, one of the one of the girls, she was just so sweet, you know, she came up and she was talking to me. And sometimes, you know what, we're waiting. I don't know what we're waiting for. People come and talk to you about what they want to talk to you about. You know, but we're kind of like waiting for this inroad to talk about Jesus. But people are talking to you about what they want to talk about. They're talking about hair, clothes, their boyfriend, what happened last night. You're just standing there. And, and now it's your turn to talk. What are you going to say? What are you going to leave them with? Our God is an awesome God. Do you know God told me in every conversation, we need to learn how to in every conversation when we walk away and we don't say nothing to people about Jesus you guys and, and this is not a beat you up thing because remember God is still for us that's why this message is coming because he's for us he just wants to show us that people need the Lord and he's saying come on church be the church that has a mighty God and know that while you're taking care of what God wants you to take care of, He's taking care of you. But some of us, we won't move until we see the miracle. We won't move when we're in dismay and we're all, all, all uh, upset about what we don't have. And we're just immovable and we're still, Jesus, help me, help me. God, we already know He helps us. Come on, how many mountains does He have to bring us over? 
before we get to the place to know that he's a mouth mover. Come on, how many times? How many times you gotta do it? And so we don't have to go back to doubting him. You know, we need to talk to ourselves. Why do I doubt you, God? You just want me through that. And if I keep on looking, you want me through that. And you want me through that. And you want why? 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 If I'm doubting you. And you know that the enemy wants us to be in that valley of indecision, of doubt, of fear. Because he knows that we're mighty warriors. He knows what our purpose is. He knows that God has us to be his ambassadors and representatives in the earth. And he knows that we must for one moment just get our mind to the point that God is for us and we get the revelation of what that means. Through whatever I'm going through, God is for us. We will walk out. And we're going to tell somebody We got to get up off ourselves, God. We got to get up off our knees. God is for us. He's with us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Not poetic. Truth. Let's stop waiting for the perfect time. You know, you can wait for a perfect time and that time never comes. Stop waiting for a perfect time to tell people about Jesus. You know, I was thinking about the man that I said, Jesus, if in my heart I would want to say that if he was in anywhere around me, if he was anywhere around me, that I would have let him know that he's hoping me and you. In my heart, I want to believe that. But in my daily walk, sometimes we have grand thoughts of what we're going to do that we're not even doing daily. There's somebody around you. There's somebody around you. There's somebody that you see every day. The places that you frequent needs to hear. Oh, there's been times that I walked out on that. And it's amazing when you walk out on it. It's amazing when you don't wait for a perfect time. You see a soul. And you want to know. God said there has to come in our our heart a burden to want to know. To want to know do they know Jesus. To want to know are they in right standing with Jesus. There has, we can't just let the world walk around and have no care if they're going to heaven, if, if their life is totally going to be lost. Sometimes we're so busy. People who's, there's so many opportunities. God says, I've given you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to tell somebody. I remember this one time I was in Walmart and I remember everything you think you're going to do, ask God what you're really there to do. God ain't about them clothes. That's not his number one reason he, you're in that store. Okay? 
we get all stuff up on the natural. Oh, I'm going to buy a suit, or I'm going to buy some soup, or I'm going to the commissary. I'm going to where people is, and there's a godly assignment. If we would get like that, we would see the people. And I remember going into Walmart thinking, you know, looking through the clothes, looking through the clothes, couldn't find anything, wondering, why am I looking through these clothes? I don't see none. It's the same clothes. And I'm looking through the clothes, and this lady, I just, I just watch her. But I see her. She's on the phone, and, and, and she's talking, and she's, she, she's telling how hurt she is, and, and she's upset, and something went on in their family. And, I, you know, I can hear her because she's just, you know, people talk out loud on their phones nowadays. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing her. Well, in the hearing, you know, I could just, like like I just said, sometimes we, we I thought of come across, boy, people just telling all their business out about you. Know, sometimes that natural thing will come across your mind. So it, as I'm, I'm doing that, I'm still keeping, but then I hear the Holy Spirit say, do you hear her? Do you really hear her? You're hearing words, but do you hear her heart? There's a dilemma right now. There's a dilemma in, in her situation. So I... What do you want me to do, God? I want to walk up to her and say, I overheard you talking on the phone. God said, no. Just go to her aid. So I went and I asked God. I said, okay, God. And I went and the lady asked. And I said, ma'am, I said, can I pray for you right now? She looked at me and she said, yes. You don't know how many people want us to pray for them. You don't know how many people just want prayer. She stood right there and I just began to pray for her. I didn't know what the dilemma was, but I knew that God knew what the dilemma was. And as I began to pray for her, I just watched tears come down her face and she looked at me and she said, thank you. Thank you so much. She said, I just needed that. Thank you so much. Sometimes we're so quick to be about our business when the Father's business. Remember, this is what we came to. This is what we came to God. We came to be kingdom people about kingdom business. And if we're more naturally business mindset, we are going to forget what we're supposed to do in the kingdom. And the kingdom really is about souls. It's about souls. It's about souls. It's about souls that need to know that God is with them. Keep shaking our heads when someone commits suicide. We can't keep shaking our heads when we hear of drug lords and people selling drugs. Many times we just shake our heads. When the, oh, oh, the world is getting, the world is getting, the world is getting what we're giving. We're not giving them Jesus. Is Do you know that when God comes back, He's not coming back after a poor, broke, disgusted, bowed down church. He's coming out after a church that's royal, a church that has prepared herself. And you guys, in that preparation, we got to be doing God's work. I don't want to go to heaven by myself. I understand the other part where you say nobody wants, but people want to go. People want to go. People want to know Jesus. People, people need the Lord. And they need to know just as bad as we need to know that he is our God, what that has done for us, it needs to be given to people. So this morning, first of all, I want to rebuke the spirit of suicide. That it would never, ever touch our children. I want to rebuke.
rebuke the voice of the enemy and I want God's voice to be so much louder that you would hear him and that you would know you would know without a shadow of a doubt that God is for you he's for you Trey he's for you with a job or without a job he's for you he sees everything he sees everything about you and he's He's for you when you're at school and nobody wants to talk to you and no one wants to stand on your side. You guys, don't back up. Don't back up and not be a representation for Jesus because people aren't for you. People aren't the one that you're trying to gain to be for you. I rebuke suicide in the adults. Because God told me that it's not kids, it's just kids. Tony's in the house. There is no trial, no tribulation, nothing that you're going through that God is not with you. I just want the children to come up, especially our teens. You know, I've heard of teenagers committing suicide over relationships. They like someone and that someone stops liking them. Your identity is not in people. Your identity is not in people. Your identity is not in people. Do you hear what I'm saying? Your identity is not on who likes you or does not like you in the natural. Your identity is in God. And Princeton, he absolutely loves you. He loves you on your good days, and he loves you on your not-so-good days. He loves you when you're mad. He loves you when you're angry. He loves you when you just can't make sense out of stuff. He loves you. You hear what I'm saying? He loves you. He absolutely is for you. In that moment, in that moment of anger, in that moment, no God is for you. There's a voice, there's a voice, there's a voice that will try to speak. And what the Father said, my sheep, my sheep know my voice. Can I tell you, you won't know God's voice if you don't continue to read your word and hear him. You won't know, you need to get in your word. Sometimes I don't understand the word, it's boring. Can I tell you, like I told the women, just read the word. There's words that I set down. My father set me on a table and had Bible studies. And there was times I didn't understand. Times I was just reading. But then on my day when I needed that word, it rose up in me. And I understood right then what that word was talking about. Just read it. Because the Holy Ghost will bring to remembrance everything that you've read. And it will empower you. But if you don't have nothing there to empower you. God gave you life. God gave you life. God gave you life. God gave you life, 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 life. And don't you let any circumstance, there's nothing in this world, I don't care what it is, there's nothing in this world that the enemy can come to you and tell you that life is not worth living. I don't know all that you're going to be, but standing in front of me is great destiny. 
standing in front of me is so much purpose. So much purpose. So much destiny. So much impact on the world that we live. And the enemy would want to cut you off before you get to be that. And just think if this is how it is. The enemy, he's like, oh, no, I know. I know that one. I, I know her parents. They bought her the church. They've given her God. I know. I know she's going to make an impact. So I'm going to have to go in there and tear all that stuff down. But you guys have an answer to it. I want y'all to say this. God is for me. Now I want you to say it like, you know what? The devil stepped up to your face and he said that you weren't worth, worth nothing. And I want you to say it like you would say it to him. How are you going to say it? That's kind of quiet, y'all. I'm going to tell you the devil, he's bold. you got to be bolder. God is for me. Come on, let's say it. Come on, come on. God is for me. Now this morning I'm having you say it, but I need you to know it. I need you to get into a relationship with Jesus Christ as far past coming to church. Far past coming to church. After church you need to go home and have a time of reading God's word and hearing what he has to say to you because God is for you. God is for you. Parents, you may not understand this morning, but I feel like we're at crossroads. I feel like some of you this morning don't realize that God has this destined for this day because of a reason. There's a reason. Sometimes we think we know our children or we think we know what our children will or will not do. And, and under great circumstances, we can be right, but under the circumstances when they're vulnerable and the enemy comes against their mind, Has enemy ever told you you want nothing? Has any of you guys, the enemy, ever told you you want nothing? Can you raise your hand if he's ever told you you want nothing? Come on. Don't be ashamed. But you are something. You are God's answer. Every one of you are God's answer. There's something in this world. You're going to make an impact in some area. And so this morning, as parents are standing in, and anybody that, I want anybody that has ever been affected with suicide this morning, I want you to come up here with me. Because we're going to reach our hands for these babies. Come up on this stage. People don't realize that this isn't it. Some people say, I don't know, I don't know, but it's real. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. God is for you. And you know what? Even as you're on looking, you might can't even understand it. You I love myself too much to do that. I'm just telling you right now, don't think that you're stronger than you ought to think. It's only by the grace of God. Thank you, 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 God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, Jesus. You know, I need, I need what I need right here. Okay, Jules. Okay. Is, is that overcome or is that still something that's happening in your life? I need you down here. Okay. Okay. 
if you're still going through it as an adult, then stand down here, okay? I need those that have those that have found out what the enemy can do. In the name of Jesus. Now I want us to put our hands toward our children. Today I would ask the children who have, but I know that some of you parents would it would you're not ready for it right now. But God knows. Children, God knows where your heart is gone, and God knows where your mind is gone, and He has called for this time so that you can be healed in that area.
can make a right evaluation of you, God. And if they don't turn around and say, if mom and dad's done with me, then God is done with me. Oh, God, help us right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that daughter. Oh, God, that daughter. God, you see her heart right now in the name of Jesus. That daughter, I see her, God. That daughter, oh, God. That daughter that's going through so much right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, right now, right now, she doesn't know what to say. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know who to tell, God. But right now, right now, right now, break it over her life, God, that she can tell you. Right now, God, even though you're not calling her name, God, right now, she will know, God, that you care about her. You know about her, oh, God. You are for her. You are working it out. God, I pray for every single one of these years. I pray for our athletes. I pray for those that strive so hard to make the points, to win the game, to do the best they can, God. Lord, I pray over their hearts that most of all they would want to please you, God. God, if the ball falls, if they don't make the goal, they'll still come out knowing that you love them. And that you are for them. If everybody's disappointed in it, if people are saying, why did you do it that way? Why did you run that way? And people that can be so cruel from the stands, oh God, God, that they would know that you are for them. That they'll never be so disappointed. That they'll never be so discouraged, God. That they walk out with their spirit down. But God, when the game's over, and when everything is true, they look up to you. They thank you for giving them the strength and the ability to do what they do. And they know that you are for them. Oh, God, I thank you right now for every child that's in school. I thank you for every child that feels in a subject that they might not can get, feel like they're not smart, God. The enemies tell them what they can't do, God. Lord, encourage them to know that you are for them. You're not for them because they make an A. You're not for them because they're excellent students. You're for them because you love them. God, let them know that if they get a C, you love them. Let them know if they get a D, you love them. Let them know if they get an F, you love them. And that you love them so much, you're for them to help them. To help them as they look to you, God. You can help them. Oh, God, this day, this day, this day, I pray over the family that lost this awesome man, God. I pray over that family, God, and as their mind begins to ask why and their memories of him, God, I pray right now for that family in Jesus' name. Bring them peace, God. And Father, I pray that you would break the curse. This will not be in their generations to come. This will not be in their generations to come, oh God. I pray right now that you will break that curse of suicide right now. We'll not rest over the children. It will rest, not rest over anyone else in that family, oh God. And I pray, God, I pray, God, I pray, God, that we, your mighty ambassadors, we, your representatives, oh, God, that we become more sensitive to those that are around us, oh, God, that we are caught up in you and not caught up on ourselves, ready, God, to bring light, ready to bring you to the world, ready to let people know 
Bless you, our Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Lord, I pray. I pray over these young ladies right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray as their heart goes out to those that have come to them. Lord, I pray that you give them the strength and the courage, God, the words, oh God, to say to these young people. Father, let them be able to boldly say, God is for Let them say, come and go with me to my father's house where you can hear a word about how God loves you or how God loves you so much. Father, I pray that they be strengthened. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the enemy, in his scheming ways, that they will see him from afar, oh God. Father, they be ambassadors of truth, oh God, and that they would not be pulled in because sometimes when people are sad and we're not strong, we're pulled into overwhelming sadness that is against our spirit. And God, I don't, I don't want them to have that, God. Lord, I pray for them right now in the name of Jesus. I cover them right now. Cover them with your blood. Cover them with your blood. Cover them with your blood. The attack against their mind. Cover with the blood of Jesus. Father, for all these, the ones on their mind right now that they know of that have came to them about committing suicide. Oh, Father, help, 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 Oh, God, a God word, a life word. Father, let them not die. Let the enemy steal no more from their lives. Something today, something today. God, why you had this word today? Something today, oh, God. Something today intervention in their lives through one of your ambassadors. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, I thank God. I thank God. Amen. As you go back to your seats. children have disappointed us 
And sometimes when we can't give them a tangible expression, God said it's because we're embarrassed. Get over your embarrassment and love your child. Get over your embarrassment and love your child. They might have done something wrong, and they might have done something wrong over and over and over and over and over. But don't forget. And don't forget, even in walking with God, we've disappointed Him over and over and over again. But today, God wants to get it across to them. Lo, I am with you. Lo, I am with you. Lo, I am with you always. We reprimand them for what they've done wrong, but we don't pull. We don't pull ourselves from them. Because now we're teaching them that that's what God will do. And we don't want to teach that. We reprimand them. But there has to be a time of going back in and embracing them. I love you. I just love you. Don't withhold love. Don't ever withhold love. Love is in correction and love is in embracing. But make sure that you do both. Some people embrace all the time and they don't give correction. There's something missing in that. Some people correct and they cast the child away and they don't embrace them. There's something wrong in that. Gotta do both. Because that's what God does to us. God corrects us and then he lets us know, I am with you. I am with you. So I pray every parent that you would, you would initiate that love. And somebody needs to pray in here that you're so mad at your child, so disappointed in your child. The child just keeps doing it over and over. You've almost written your child off. But somebody needs to embrace the fact that not so God, that's not what God does. And God, give me a heart for my child to stand in the gap and be the parent that still loves them no matter what they do. Somebody needs to do that today. 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 You need to do that. Today. Because when you withdraw yourself, you are allowing the enemy to talk. And things he might tell your child to do, you would not want them to do. So today, 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 thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody today that you haven't given your life to the Lord? Today, Jesus is the best thing that you could ever have in your life. Mother not may not be with you. Father may not be with you. But Jesus goes with you every step of the way. And so today, if you haven't made him Lord and Savior of your life, right now just come up and say, I want you to be the Lord. I realize, I realize today that I'm a sinner. I realize today that I walk not according to your plan. Save me. Save me. For you to be today and, and you haven't given God your life, it's like being in the middle of an of, of a ocean and you're going down for the third time. And there's someone on the bank that wants to, if they could just hear you, 
they swim out to you, but you just quiet and you and you won't say save me. That's that's how it be today. If you God is saying, I'll just say, how you gonna save me? Don't let me drown. God doesn't want you to go under. He doesn't want you to die. He wants you to live. Maybe this morning you backslid and, and, and I don't know where the wound has come from. I don't know where the disillusionment. Sometimes we just get discouraged in our walk with God. And sometimes even from what I preached this morning, something has happened in your life where you think God is not there. Uh, God, why did this happen to me? And it's made you move back from God. But I'm praying that somehow in the word this morning that you know that no matter what has happened,
Oh, somebody said, I done came up to that altar more times than I don't know what. But I guarantee if God came today, you'd be glad to be at the altar. I'm just saying this right now. Come, come, come. Father, I thank you right now. And even as I'm praying, can every other eye and head be bowed closed? I don't know why God is saying that right now. Can you just close your eyes? Bow your head. Even in this moment right now, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, God has given an opportunity for someone, 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 someone to still come. I know the enemy's tricks, and God knows the enemy's tricks. Some of you are very aware of people and, and them looking at you. And God's aware of that. He's aware of that. And, and that's why he's giving you this moment right now because he loves you so much. And he knows that he will strengthen you. He will strengthen you. He loves you so much. He said, just come. Just come. Don't you be ashamed that you're coming now while, while the heads are bowed. That's okay because God gave you this opportunity. It's all about he wanted you just that much to come. Come on, come on, come on. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else that knows that, that if God came right now, you would not be ready? Come on, come on, right now. Hands are bowed, eyes are closed. Only the Father, only the Father. He's looking at you and he loves you right now. He loves you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's all right, it's all right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves you. I said, oh, how he loves you. Oh, how he loves you this morning. It's all right. It's all right. He loves you. That's why what it matters is that he sees you. And he loves you so much. So much. That he would not want you to miss heaven over one thing. Oh, God, I thank you right now. I thank you right now. Father, I thank you for those that have come even now, God, who've heard your heart and heard your cry, God, even now. And God, I thank you for each one that has come up right now in the name of Jesus. Father, whether they've been wounded or disillusioned or hurt, oh God, whether the enemy's schemes have, have tripped them up, God, today, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for a new start, a brand new start in you, a knowing in you this morning that you are for them and not against them, a knowing, God, that you are their strength, their power, their joy, God, a knowing, God, that you are a keeper, that you are a keeper, oh God, and despite the circumstances, despite the things that they are going through, despite the attack of the enemy, you are greater, you are greater, God, you are greater, God, the very fact, God, that they move beyond their fears, they move beyond that voice, just come up here and get one more time, God, God you are God of the first, second, and third, fourth, fifth, how many chances have you given us, oh God? But God, we're thankful that you have taken them, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We're thankful that we take this one more time, oh God. Father, I pray over everyone that is standing here. Father, strengthen them. Lord, let their walking you be strong. Let their dedication in you be strong. Oh, Father, I pray over Desiree right now in the name of Jesus. I pray over this heart, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, 
where she right now, God, is grieving, God, over her grandfather, God. But, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you are for her, that you are for her, God. Oh, God, in the name of you, you are for her, God. You are for her, God. And, God, you are the strength of her heart, oh, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, that she would be able to bear it is because of you, oh, God. God, I pray right now that you continue to allow her to grieve, God. To allow her to grieve, God. To, to allow her to grieve the loss. Oh, God, that she doesn't have to feel ashamed, oh, God. Father, you, Jesus, knew what that was like. God, when you saw your friend after his time. Oh, God, you cry, God, that the enemy won't come against us, oh, God, and, 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 and make us belly up and try to put on a false front, oh, God. God, we can cry before you. Yes. We can give you our hurt. God, we can give it to you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Strengthen her right now. Strengthen her. Oh, God, we, your people, we come to undergird her with our prayers, oh, God. Oh, God, that you would be strengthened in this season in the name of Jesus. Father, as she goes back home, God, oh God, where her mother and her parents are, God, that God, she will be able to tell them, God is for us. God is for us. God is for us. Oh God, I thank you, God. I thank you for keeping her, God. Traveling mercies as she goes home, oh God. Oh God, in her mind, her mind in perfect peace, God. Leading and dependent upon you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. God, I thank you today. Come on, let's just thank God today. Every dark that's been against your heart, your heart is a manifestation of what's going on, the inner heart. God keeps telling me that there's a lot of recurring things in the body because of what's inside of us. When our heart hurts so bad and our heart is angry and our heart, it manifests. I'm praying for you, Mary. I'm praying that you will release all that, man. I'm praying that you will release what you can't change, what you can't fix. I'm praying that you would release others and just get right with God and Mary. I'm praying that you would forget what other people are saying. And I'm going to say this to you. I am praying that you will not let any more negative communication. And I want you to hear me, and I say this anyway. Because maybe I know why the negative communication. It has to come out somewhere. You say, it's got to come out somewhere. I'm hurt so bad on the inside. It's got to come out somewhere. But God is saying, do not let any more negative communication come out to people who cannot help you. Bring it to Jesus. Father, I pray with this heart of I'm praying on the spiritual heart, God. I'm, I'm praying on the the heart on the inside, God, that needs to release and to let go. And to trust that 
no matter how it looks, it's here for her. No matter what he says, no matter what you say, no matter what they say, no matter where he goes, no matter where you go, and God knows you know what I'm talking about. God is for you. And I am praying a Sabbath day rest over your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I am praying a rest that rests in God. That knows that God, you're for me, so you're taking care of me. I don't have to plan little ways or little schemes or any of those kind of things to, to make something happen. I'm going to rest in you. Oh, come on, Mary. Make him your rest. Make him your rest. Father, as you heal the inner heart, God, as you heal this inner heart, God, the anger, the mistrust, the bitterness, the pain, oh God, as you heal this inner heart, God, may it manifest in her physical heart, oh God. Oh God, as you get her inner heart in alignment, oh God, so that her physical heart can come into alignment, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that peace would rest in her heart, God. God, that she will come and lean and depend on you, oh God. Oh God, that her answer is in you. Her answer is in you. Her answer is in you. God, I ask that you cover her ears from any negativity. I ask for you to cover her mouth from speaking any negativity. I ask right now, God, that you cover her in the name of Jesus. Father, that she will hear only what you say, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for those that are her friends. I pray for those that are around her, oh God. Oh God, that they will begin to speak life into her. That they will be able to speak truth, God. That they will not speak about the situation, oh God. But they will speak to the situation in the name of Jesus. Oh Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you in advance. We thank you in advance. Lord, you kept her. You kept her this far. And all we know is for your glory. Is for your glory. It's a good and expected end, oh God. It's a testimony of God that will be declared among the saints. God, I thank you right now. Father, put her house in order. Starting with her. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 surgery on so many people at one time that only God can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, just thank God for Desiree wants to accept the Lord as her Lord and Savior. Is there anybody else in here that wants to make that declaration? Accept him as Lord and Savior. You know, he, he created us, he died for us, he loves us, and he's for us. And who wouldn't want to accept a God like that? Let's just pray with her. That's a baby. Look at me. Oh, I love you so much. Amen. I said, I want you to repeat that. 
accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I repent of all my sin. I thank you for your love. takes place in our hearts. Amen. And God knows already where we are. Those that came because you have things that not sure or the enemy's trying to beat you up about whether you're right or whether you're saved or not. The fact that you stepped out and you came, God greeted you already. Amen. As we lay aside those things, it don't take long to get right with God. It's a decision that we make in the depths of our hearts. More than our words, it's in our heart. Toward him. And he said, The broken and a kind quiet heart, he wouldn't in no wise despise. He accepts you. He accepts you. He accepts you. Say it to yourself. God accepts me. Say it out loud. God accepts me. Amen. Because as you said, he is for us. His word lets us know that. So you can return to your seats. We're going to get ready to receive our offering. Amen. There's one more thing I want to do before we dismiss. Just continue to stand on God's word and his ways because it's real. 
Amen. And also, it's, it's just a kind of, it was just sharing, amen, that we have a, we got to be obedient to our purpose. And I thank God for Pastor Lynn just reiterating the fact that we need to know who we are. Amen. We, we come into this life and we search for our purpose, but God already has a purpose for you when you come into this life. Amen. And we will not discover our purpose until we get into God. Because just like trying find, to find, find the map and you don't want to look in the glove compartment. You got to get into God to find the purpose. When you find the purpose, He can excel us into it. Amen. He, he is our provision and our provider. Amen. And I thank God for that. I thank God because, you know, not until I got into Him that I found out what I was supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do. Amen. I can do a lot of things, a lot of good things, but is it a God thing? Amen. So you got to get into the God thing, not just the good thing. Hallelujah. Because the God thing is going to take you somewhere. Amen. And when you're doing a God thing, you're going to take others with you. Amen. A good thing will just take you somewhere. Hallelujah. So we thank God. One more thing I want to do. I'm going to call my son, Warren. Amen. got word this morning. I didn't tell him I was going to be there. Amen. Well, maybe an hour and a half before church, he got word that his father passed away. Jesus. Yet to magnify God. Yet to worship God. And this is a man that loved his daddy today. His daddy instilled some great things and ethics in him. Amen. And we see it more and more as we're beginning to really know who wine is. Amen. So we stand with him in this time of loss. Amen. And I want to, I want to, before we take up our offering, amen, I want to make a basket up here. Something like this in my story before we started service. Amen. I want him to, to bless. He's been a blessing to us in so many ways. So many ways. Amen. I, I want to be a blessing, us to be a blessing to him so he has no problem being able to go home where his father's home going. Hallelujah. I don't want him to have to worry about the cost of the ticket or any of that. Or what the needs are back home as he goes. I just want us to take this opportunity to sow into him. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Amen. Just to show him the love of God. Hallelujah. Over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't have my checkbook, but I'm going to make sure I write a nice check and drop it in there. Amen. It's truly, amen. Wow, it's a blessing in our lives. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for it. Let's stand up. Pray over him and his travels. Then we're going to go and think about offering. We'll let you go. Amen. But we want to just pray for him. Lay down and you'll come. And the children, amen. They've lost their grandfather. We just want to cover him.
Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, for letting us have the opportunity to stand with them in this time of grief and loss, Lord. And we covenant right now, Lord, that, Lord, every need will not be just met, but exceeded. Lord, that you would go before our brother, Lord, and that, yeah, Lord, you would just bless his heart, God. Lord, you are a healer, God. You are a comforter. Even though I prayed earlier this morning, God, you are the comforter. Lord, we pray that comfort over his children, over his wife, God. We pray that comfort, Lord, over his extended family members, Lord. And that, God, whatever the needs are, Lord, that they will be met in abundance. Father, we just cover him right now, Lord. And we know that, Lord, you can mend the broken heart. Lord, you can uplift the heart down here. Lord, and we commit wide senior, God into your hand right now, God. Lord, that you would just have the way even with his soul, with his spirit, God. And Lord, we just cover, Lord, everyone that's touched by his life. Father, we give you praise right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus for what you're doing. Even in this, you are with him. Even in this, God, you are for our brother Juan. You are for his wife. You are for his children. Hallelujah. You shall be glorified. We give you honor right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. I just want to say thank you uh, to everybody. I thank the Lord for the church and for everybody uh, that I praise the Lord with him. Um, I didn't know this morning that when my father uh, passed away, that when the Lord released my father, uh, that I would be released also. Um, that I was... Uh, released from the spirit of fear. Um, I have an overwhelming uh, feeling of strength uh, today. Um, I actually feel a, a joy in the spirit. Not that I haven't dropped tears this morning. Um, I have dropped tears this morning. Um, but there's a spirit of joy that's on me right now. Um, the Lord has been good to my daddy where he had a stroke two weeks ago. Um, he was in, he died in the old folks home this morning of a heart attack, but he didn't suffer long. Um, and Jesus Christ was his Lord too. Um, he he raised me by himself. My mom died when I was eleven months old. He never remarried. Um, I was instilled with the Lord my whole life. Um, he raised me through all it. I've seen his problems, but through all his problems, Jesus Christ was his Lord and Savior. He fought in the Lord all his days. Um, I'm here to church today because this is what my daddy taught me. I'm with my wife and my kids today because this is what my daddy taught me. Um, I do have problems, but my problems are fighting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so I just want to say thank y'all. Good to see y'all.
point of people sector. Open by 
the praise and the worship of the very children who were themselves called to the altar after the manna from heaven came down to feed their souls. That's what he said about that. They opened the portals of heaven today. I was witness to it because I was up here in that corner during praise and worship. And I began just to let myself go with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Oh, this, there's angels in this place right now because of the praise and worship that's going on. And immediately I fell on my face. And again, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It was so funny. He said, Oh, this, what are you doing? I said, There are angels here, but I am always here. I am always with you. And what was the word about today? God with us. So I had to get up and repent and say, Father, forgive me. But he, he saw my heart just to know that. I was standing in the open portal in heaven. It was a humbling thing. And that peace is in this place right now. So if you're listening, please pay attention to what Robert said. Get the tape. All right? Get the video. Whatever you got to get. If you didn't get it all that you needed today, get that. All right? Because Mike Hasselman said, don't leave here with nothing. So go to, go to him and say, you know, I missed something. I need that tape. Okay? Let's raise our hands. First and foremost, that somebody's child here today was spared, Father, because of the word that the prophet has brought. There's a husband, there's a father, there's a mother, there's a wife that won't have to stand over the open coffin because their child stood before a God under an open heaven and was blessed with sin, the degradation, God, that the adversary brings against us was cut short, God. A life was spared. I know that, Father, because you showed me. I've been in that position now. And I thank you, God, that they will not have to know what I know. And, Father, I bless you right now, God, for every soul that came to this altar to seek you for whatever reason, God. And I'm not crazy enough to believe that there's something still walking out of here on broken pieces, God. But, Lord, you're going with them. And you're going to bring them back again and again to all the pieces are made whole in Christ. I believe that with everything that's in you, your glory is too great in this place not to believe it, Father. So, Lord, go with your people. Bring them back on the appointed time. Bring these children back. Bring the talents back, Father, that we may praise you tonight one more time, God. For there's nothing greater, God. Not dinner, not the Seahawks. There's nothing greater than you in this place right now, God. And I thank you for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, go with your people. And the people say, All right, that means you agree.